Hey y'all! Hi. Welcome to another episode of the Tea of Tinsel. That's Tinsel Town of Tea, baby. Town. That's oh, right. Yeah. I'm eating Cheetos this week, bitches. So hey, enjoy. Mm-hmm. Gotta eat. Yeah. All right. So we're gonna start with that. Would you rather? Y'all already know. Um, of course. Mm-hmm. Would you rather read minds or accurately predict the future? Woo! Wow. Hmm. I think I would. Well, mm, mm. I would do read minds. Hmm. Okay. Um. Yeah. I don't. So accurate, accurately predict the future. I don't want to know the bad stuff. Mm. I'm like, you know what I mean? Like it's just better left unknown. Um. To me, but I mean, it depends. You know, because you can I think prepare. You can predict other people's future. Yeah, yeah. that wouldn't be bad. Others' minds. Yeah, I don't mind reading other people's minds as long as I can control it. Like I can tap in and out of that shit. Like it's not just I'm just reading minds left and right, and like I'm distracted, and now I need a fucking you know medication just to focus. Oh no, yeah. Then I want to predict the future. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, no, I can't. It's too much. Got too much to do. I want to hear y'all hoes. No, (laughs) I feel like there's a scene in a movie where they're like. Like he hears everything. Someone I forget, and they're like, "Shut the fuck up!" And it's like, I think it's oh, what women want. What's that? So it was Taraji did. Oh, Taraji, well, I didn't did the that. yeah. So I didn't see the Taraji one, but I saw the old school one. Oh, okay, okay, with Mel Gibson, I think, and like he could hear women's Mel like mm. that part. So yeah, I think that was like pre problematic days. I think. I mean, he was always problematic, but like yeah, that was pre before well, we found out. Yeah, that he was problematic. Well bitch. documented. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, so I think I would if if I could control it, I'd rather read minds. And uh-huh. um, if I can't control, it, then I want to be able to predict the future. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. How about you? I think I'd rather read minds too. Yeah. That way, nobody could ever fucking lie. Exactly. I bet you I know exactly what you're thinking, so don't mm-hmm. even try. But then everyone hates you after a Maybe, while. Maybe, yeah. I mean, you would have to play it cool. The thing is, it's all over my face, so it's like, I know what the fuck you're thinking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, can't, I can't play it cool. Yeah. I'd be like, bitch, I heard it. <laughs> <laughs> you're just answering every, everything in their mind. Yeah, no. <laughs> in their Maybe. face. And they're like, what? <laughs> and no, you can't. I'm like, whoa. Don't try it. <laughs> I know what you think. <laughs> they just gave away all your powers. Like, ah, oh, dang. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, we're lying on that. Read yeah. fucking minds. Yeah. All right. Cool, cool. Well, I got the no better, do better this time. It's, yes. So, my no better, do better is uh, find the balance between goals and life. And what I mean by that, um, I know for me this week, I've, like, been a little bit hard on myself when it comes to, like, some of the writing goals that I want to hit, but... A part of my life has gotten super busy in like the career part. So it's like I have to focus Mm -hmm. a lot of my attention on that. And like I had a good friend remind me like just focus on one thing at a time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You do have other things in life that are a factor. And as those, you know, you will balance those things and you will go forth. So like don't be so hard on yourself, you crazy maniac. Like you will hit Mm -hmm. those goals. Like but right now. What's in front of you is what you have to tackle right now. So you're one person. Just balance it out and you yes. will you will hit those goals. And don't, you know, don't be so hard on yourself. So, yeah. Okay. That's my no better, do better, y'all. Just find the balance between your goals and life. It's all good. Yes. That's a good one. Yeah. Very true. Especially mm-hmm. for people who aren't, like, their careers aren't writing. Yeah. So it's very hard to find time to write when you yes. have another job. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And then the emotional toll to sit down and, mm-hmm. you know, stay with your characters, build them, develop, yep. not get so frustrated with the process that you give up. Like, yep. yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's a good yeah. one. Very much needed this week. Yep. Ooh. Yep. Yep. Chile. Yep. Um, so mine mm-hmm. is, um, so when you're writing a script, we all know, well, maybe some people don't know that you need like feedback. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know if a lot of people know about script coverage okay. services. Nice. So um, I find them very helpful when I had a script. And you can like, okay, so kind of like the hierarchy of how you're supposed to get feedback on your scripts is mm-hmm. you have like a trusted group of people. You have to ask friends, people who aren't in the industry, who don't mm-hmm. know about screenwriting, and then people who know about screenwriting. Right. So it's good to exhaust those options 
first. Mm-hmm. Um, but then if you don't have that, which some people don't know anybody who does screenwriting. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, a good thing to do is to pay for script coverage. Not not every script coverage is the same That's right. and is equal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but you can Google like best script coverage services right. to find the reputable ones. But mm-hmm. it's very helpful um, just depending on how much you want to pay. Yes. Um, and how quickly you need it. Mm-hmm. You can get some really good feedback and That's they can good. like really... From an objective perspective, tell mm-hmm. you what's what needs to be worked on. They usually tell you, like, what are your strengths? What are the weaknesses with mm-hmm. it? What's working? What's not? Mm-hmm. Um, and then some of them, depends on what you pay for, um, they'll break it down from each facet. So they'll talk about plot. They'll talk about characters, dialogue, structure. Nice. Uh, originality of mm-hmm. your pilot. Mm-hmm. How, what you can do when you finish this pilot. Right. What you can do with it. Like, mm-hmm. how to get to the next step. Mm-hmm. Um Usually they give you like a score um, and that's different Mm -hmm. through everything. And they'll give you like a pass, consider or recommend. Mm -hmm. Um, And then some of them, if you pay for like the higher packages or whatever, they'll do a synopsis for you and write a log line. Which is helpful. Which is helpful because a bitch cannot write a log line to save my goddamn (laughs) life. I can't write a script, but I can't write a log line. Yeah, it is a particular skill. It's very hard. We should should do a whole show on how to write a fucking log line. You know what? Yes. (laughs) I'm not going to teach you, but somebody going to do (laughs) it. We're going to find somebody. Um, Because that shit is helpful. um, Yeah, If you're applying... Hell, if you're (laughs) applying... If <laughs> sorry, there's like this fucking court. If you are applying to like um, contests and stuff, they right. usually want a synopsis and a logline with your script. Um, so these cover services can do that for you, mm-hmm. um, based on how because they know the industry and what right. needs to go in that stuff. So they're very helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, one that I like that's decently priced and they're always a seventy-two hour turnaround is We Screenplay. Okay, so I use them we frequently. Cool. And we'll have we'll add that into the description yes. for y'all. And they're very uh reasonable in terms of price. Nice. Um yeah. So guys, if you we all know we need feedback. So if you Amen. don't have the peeps in your life to give mm-hmm. you feedback, which is okay, guys. Yes. It's yes. okay. Um just go ahead and pay for it. Yep. Yep. Um, pay yeah. for it. Also get in a group, get in a meetup group, yeah. get in a circle of writers, you know, make sure you have like community to do that with because it can get lonely yeah. writing yeah. Uh, unless you're into that thing you know a lot of people are like yeah. oh I like being alone want to write I don't need people or interactions mm-hmm. with others right you I know? don't need to speak yes. to anybody yes um, which is very unhealthy yeah. but if you're into it we're not here to judge right I'm not here to judge yeah. bitch, so do you ho yeah um, <laughs> but yeah <laughs> yeah we script you said right what was the name what did of I it? Say? We screenplay. We screenplay. Okay. Cool. We screenplay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. And if you also just don't trust what your friends say, then hey, do it. Do it too. It don't hurt. Because usually these people mm-hmm. who do the script coverage, like they have experience doing script coverage right. or shit like that. Awesome. I mean, it depends on where you go. Okay. So just Google best screenplay coverage services, mm-hmm. and then there will be an article that'll pop up and point you where to go. Awesome. So there you go. That's Feedback great. galore, guys. Yeah. That's awesome. All right. And when we get back, we'll have the news. We will have it. Okay, y'all. We are back with the news as usual. That rhymed. Um, so, <laughs> Bars. Yeah. <laughs> Sign me. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So this isn't going to be like the most fun yeah. news um section yeah. a lot of uh, amazing people have passed away mm-hmm. so we would like to kind of acknowledge those peeps um and then there's some fun stuff at the end yeah. so just just bear with us guys mm-hmm. but we could not not acknowledge these people 100 all right so first we have miss esther scott she passed away um from a heart attack last week so, you guys have seen this lady in so many things. Yes. She has an illustrious, a very long-spanning career. She usually plays, like, someone's mom, mm-hmm. grandma. And she kills it. Always. Each time. My, Always. my sis kills it. hmm And, um, yeah, we are very, very sorry to have lost such a talent. Um, so, you guys probably best know her for her role in Boys in the Hood. Mm-hmm. She was also in Encino Man, The Craft. Austin Powers and Goldmember, which I just watched and don't remember her seeing her oh, in that. 
But I did just watch it on you on YouTube on Netflix. Okay. Um, she was on You Got Served, which is where I mostly remember because yeah. I watched that movie an unhealthy amount of times Me in my too. life. That choreography. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she played um, Marquis Houston's mom. Okay. Yeah. So Marquis Houston and his little light skin curly hair sister. Yeah. She played their mom. Mm-hmm. Um, she was in Dream Girls. She Aww. was in Sister Sister. She was in Transformers, Aww. Heart of Dixie. So I mean, resume long. Yeah, that resume long and strong. Mm-hmm. So we are very sorry to have lost her. May mm-hmm. she rest in peace yes, and check ma'am. out some of her stuff. Absolutely, Miss Esther Scott. Yes. All right. So moving on to another sad piece of news, mm-hmm. we lost Miss Janet Dubois. Mm-mm-mm. The legendary actress and Emmy winner from Good Times. Mm-hmm. Uh, she just passed away unexpectedly in her sleep. She was in good health. Um, but, yeah. you know, that's life sometimes. She played the neighbor, right? That would come over. Yes. Yeah. I think it was Thelma. Yep, yep, yep. She played Miss Thelma, which everybody was in She's love so with. Because she was funty. Yeah, okay. So funty. Um, just a little, you know, blurb about her career got her first start in on broadway mm. she was in golden boy with sammy davis jr and louis gossett jr go off wow <laughs> oh my god damn, damn your first your, that's your first role <laughs> like okay. okay all right i'm scared of her already so she made history as the first black woman to be a regular cast member on a daytime soap opera come on black history month that's crazy come on sis i even much know that okay lit um. Yeah. No, she played Walona. Walona. You know, Thelma's the sister. The I sister. Think. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Child, yeah. forgive me, please. Yes. I am so shamed. Mm. Whew, okay. I'm shamed. I got it wrong too. She played Walona in yeah. Good Times. Um, but who was the neighbor though? She was. Yes, still, yeah. She was the neighbor, mm-hmm. and she performed the theme song for the Jeffersons. Oh. Oh wow! I'm Come on, sis. Come on, sis. I'm scared of her. Oh. Um, other credits that she has: I'm gonna get you, sucker. She was. <laughs> <laughs> she was in Roots, The Wayne Bros, and The PJs. Um, if y'all remember The PJs. Um, yeah, she won two Emmy awards for her work in The PJs. Oh wow! Good for her. Okay. And she also. Founded the Jeanette Dubois Academy of Theater Arts and Sciences, Come on. which is a performing arts school in Long Island, New York, Aww. that operated in the 1980s. Um, and she also founded the Pan African Film Festival, which um, is actually happening in L.A. this week. Oh, wow. Crazy. So she founded that with Danny Glover and Ayuko Babu. Okay. So, sis resume is long as well. And yeah. we're very uh, sorry to hear. Awesome legacy, though. <sighs> yeah, what a legacy. Mm-hmm. What a legacy. We will always remember her, and I'm going to watch Good Times. Yes. Wherever I can find it. Where yes. Is it I think uh, last time I saw it, it was like on one of like stars or like one oh, of those subscriptions. <laughs> Showtime or, but I think Amazon, if you always buy it, you'll find it. Mm, yeah. I forget that you can buy, actually buy stuff on mm-hmm. Amazon, which mm-hmm. I refuse to do. <laughs> one day I'll do it. <laughs> I'm too cheap. All right. So another, wow, sad piece of news is actually Super really sad. sad. Um, so if you guys saw Queen of Cotway, uh, which is a Disney film, I believe it's on Netflix, Lupita mm-hmm. starred in it. The young actress who also starred in it, Nikita mm-hmm. Pearl, sorry if I mispronounce her name, Waligwa. Um, she was also one of the stars in that film. She passed away at the age of 15. Young baby. Baby. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently she was diagnosed with a brain tumor in 2016. Mm. It's a blessing that she was able to fight it yeah. for this long. So. yeah. Um, wow. So definitely rest in peace to this baby, this Aww. angel. I'm gonna watch that yeah. tonight as well. I, I heard it was really good. It was really good. Yeah. Um, gonna rewatch it again to see this baby shine. She did so amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's, pro- it's probably not on Netflix anymore because it's on no, Disney Plus. Probably now. Disney Plus. So yeah. Disney Plus guys. Um, and let's uh stream that in honor of the beautiful Miss Nikita. Mm-hmm. May you rest in peace, baby girl. Aww. Very sad. All right, so moving on to something a little bit happier, yeah. I guess. Um, so HBO will debut the first comedy special from Yvonne Orji. Congrats! If y'all don't know who Sis is, she plays Molly in mm-hmm. Instacart. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I'm yeah. excited. Yeah, I'm excited. She's a stand-up comedian. so Which I'm I didn't actually, even know until yeah. like a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Sis do stand-up? That's yeah. cool. And she's actually, she's super funny, actually. Mm. Yeah. 
All right. She, I mean, she's funny and insecure. So I, mm-hmm. I wouldn't, you know, think that she wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So yeah, the hour long special will tape this month in front of a live audience at Howard University. How cool! Wow. Um, dope. Yes. Oh, that show. That show's stomach mm-hmm. girl. Mm-hmm. And it will debut this summer. And it will also include footage that was shot in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's dope. Yep. Because I think that's where she's from. Or her. Yeah, her people are. From. Oh, she is mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. Nigerian. Mm-hmm. All right, and it was written and produced by her, directed mm-hmm. by Chris Robinson, executive produced by Michelle Caputo and Shannon Hartsman, and it will be produced by Art and Industry. Nice. So yeah. Oh, you can get tickets to the taping of the taping of the special at Howard. Oh, nice. Um, they have a link in Shadow and Act. These are all from Shadow and Act. Mm-hmm. Um, let me just pull up the link because I like to give you all the whole info. Right. So the site is theblacklistnyc.com. Oh, okay. Slash Yvonne. Okay. So, um, if you want to get taping or tickets to the actual taping, which sounds fun, mm-hmm. um, go ahead and do that. It's Saturday, February 29th at yeah. Howard. Nice. And uh, they have two shows. So, show out, sis. Go off. All right. Get your tickets and support it when it comes out yeah. on HBO in the summer. All right. So, last piece of news we have is. So, a coming-of-age drama. What? <laughs> Groundbreaking. Mm-hmm. HBO. It's going to be on HBO. It's another teen drama. And uh, what is it called? It's called Vegas High. Oh, yeah. oh it's going to be on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're filling out their main cast. So, they have Kiana Simone Simpson and Da Vinci. Okay. Nice. Da Vinci, you look good from his little picture. Let me stop. I feel like, if I have it right, he was also in a couple of episodes in Grownish. Grownish, I don't watch that one. Yeah, I watched it for a little bit. I'm not a fan of It's a little too young for me. Yeah, I, I think I've grown out of, like, the teen dramas. No. Unless it's, like, really well written. Like, I love sex education, so, like... Oh, that's the one you tell me so about. So good. But, yeah, back to this. Like, we were talking about the other day how, like... We we don't see a lot of like black and brown coming of age oh. stories, so I'm excited for this actually. Me too. Yeah. It just hit me who he was. Mm-hmm. I did watch the first season of mm-hmm. Grownish, and he yes. was the Cash Boy, right? Yes, <laughs> with the okay. basketball. He just he was the little <laughs> athlete that she was dating. That episode actually was funny. I'll give them that episode. Maybe he had that like, was blonde funny. hair or something. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like, okay. Yeah. That I was episode like, was funny. why does nigga look familiar? Mm-hmm. You cute, but you look familiar, nigga. Yeah. Okay. Um. All right. So, d- mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm excited. Okay. Yeah. So, they're going to be in regular roles. Mm-hmm. Um. And they join Jordana Spiro, Josh, Andres Rivera, Reagan Rosas, Emma Miso, Lexi Simonson, and Kevin Ram. Well, um, you know, I'm going to know all those names once right? the show hits. You right. Know? They seem like they're up and comers. They- we love... Hey. An up and comer. Hey. So, uh, shout out to them. Do you think? So, uh, the pilot is from writer Sarah Raquel Jimenez. Yes. Yes. Come on. Yes. Come on. I love um, to see my Latin people getting it together. Because mm-hmm. we were talking about we need more Latino writers. Yes. So, that's amazing. Yep. Um, It's based on her own experiences. I love that. Yeah. Love that. It's a mm-hmm. 1997 coming of age story about Laura girl who's caught between two worlds, the fast-paced lifestyle of Las Vegas, and her strong Mormon faith and community. Now, that is a unique intersection. Yeah, and the fact that her life was like that. And they're all black? All black cast? I don't know if they're all black. I think it's black and uh, Hispanic. Okay. Well, that makes sense if it's Vegas. Because I think the lead woman or the lead girl who's going to play her is Hispanic. Okay. Just based off the name. Interesting. Hey, that's called stereotyping. So whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but it seems like it's going to be like mixed. It's all brown. Yeah, brown. I'm down. I haven't heard a black and brown story as it relates to Mormonism. Me here. I'm like, are we out here? Okay. Right. Okay. Y'all better. All right. You okay. know, hopefully they let they let you in the temple or whatever, you know. All right. Y'all worship him. Hallelujah. Go forth. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, um... Okay, so check out that. It's going to be on HBO Max. Don't have a premiere date or anything, yeah. but... Uh, it's in the works. Yeah, it's in the works, guys. It's nice. called Vegas High. Nice. Got some young black and brown folks in there that mm-hmm. look amazing. Yeah. They're all beautiful. Amazing. And they're all probably really talented. Yeah, go off. So let's get it. Mm-hmm. And that's your news, guys. There it is. We'll be back. 
We back, y'all. And black still. Absolutely. And speaking of being back and black, um, it's Black History Month all yes. through February. So um, each month or every time, yeah, once a month, we usually read a script. Mm-hmm. And so this episode, we're going to be reading probably one of the most modern day blackest scripts. I mean, to me, but it definitely um, created a storm. <laughs> When it came out, we all came into the theaters dressed in our best, mm-hmm. like, traditional gear, like, African, pr- all the African mm-hmm. prints always um, was represented when this came out. Yep. Uh, Marvel girls were not ready. Never. They were not ready. So, if you don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about Black Panther. Yes. One and of the most iconic super black iconic. films in recent years. Yeah. And I it's hard say. to be modern and then become instantly iconic. Yeah. And that is exactly what, what this, this is. <laughs> the numbers don't lie. Mm-mm. So we are, so for this episode, we're going to read a scene uh, from this iconic movie. Um, probably our favorite scenes or, you know, how we're connected to it. But um, yeah, so we're going to start off uh, with my scene first. I'm going to set the stage. Um, okay, set the stage, girl. Yeah, so basically we have learned that... Uh, T'Chaka has passed away. And now, <laughs> who was the original Black Panther, who was the head of Wakanda, um, of course... What's his name's daddy. T'Challa's daddy. Yes, T'Challa's dad. And um, to the world, of course, Wakanda is a poor, humble, mm. sad country. Mm-hmm. But little do they know, these niggas is rich. That's fuck. They got the vibranium. <sighs> this... This wonderful, I, I swear, when we were finished watching Black Panther, I was like, what if, like, they put vibranium in, like, hair oil? You know what I mean? Oh, bitch. You just, like, lightly, like, like grease your scalp with that, like, Mm-mm. the, I mean, the flourishing of Don't it. Don't touch my hair for real. Oh, my gosh. But anyways, yes, so uh, the scene that we're going to be doing is the infamous scene for me. I thought it was so beautiful uh, at Warrior mm. Falls. Um, and this is the ceremony and the traditional ceremony of which, uh, the Black Panther has to, uh, step into the new, uh, position since his father passed away. He is now stepping into the position of being the, uh, king of that country, mm-hmm. um, which he was groomed to be. Now, of course, if I'm sure all of you have seen it, there was, <laughs> you know, a little bit, of. You know, unexpected challenge, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, this one had me on my edge when I first saw it. I was like, oh, oh, my God. Like, yeah, I was like, what the fuck? On the edge when I saw this. And I, I didn't read the comic book. So some of you guys who read the comic books might have saw this coming and you knew sort of the plot setup or whatever. But I think a lot of people didn't read the comic book. They yeah. were like, this shit is black people and it's uh, yeah black so we're going to see it i'm going <laughs> they haven't seen a superhero story <laughs> nary a time in their life but they're like oh black what our tickets we're coming <laughs> like <laughs> gather up the whole Send church me the link. i swear whole church <laughs> whole church congregations was like all right sunday black panther time that was literally like the church outing i'm for pretty the week sure or whatever. <laughs> i'm pretty sure oh damn, my bible God. study was held at the day okay <laughs> Let me not say damn. <laughs> well, hey. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was the case. <laughs> Woo. They got youth group being led there. Anyway, um, so we are going Crazy. to read a scene. Uh, the first scene will be at uh, Warrior Falls. So I'm going to play narrator. Uh, Corey's going to play some um, characters. Some people. I'm going to play some characters. I know when... Ooh, sexy, sexy Umbaku came out that mountain. Umbaku. Umbaku. Um back out. Mm, okay. <laughs> he can blow this bug out. So fine. Shout okay. out to uh, Winston Duke. Yes, yes. I don't know him, but if you are listening, sir, please, <laughs> mar- will you marry me? <laughs> that's that's yes. all. Um, okay. So, all right. And disclaimer too, guys. Mm-hmm. So I know in the movie... Mm-hmm. Most of them niggas were not African, but That's they right. did African accents. Yeah. And uh, I wanted to try and do that, yeah. but I would not be able to do it. That's good, fine. So. I'm going to try. Uh, I'm half Sierra Leonean and Haitian. Okay. You can do so, it. So 
I don't know. I might sound Italian sometimes. Whatever. <laughs> okay, I'll try it. I'll try it. No, no, yes. no. I, I don't you know. Want? It's fine. I don't know. It's too much. It's too much. Okay. Okay. I really... Oh, I don't know. Okay. No worries. Right. No judgment. Safe space. We're going to read through. Whatever comes out, comes out. That's it. <laughs> come out. <laughs> don't say that. We're not trying to offend anyone. And if you're offended, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. oh, well. All right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly, fuck you. <laughs> like... Whatever. I'm trying. Whew. Here we go. Exterior seating area, Warrior Falls. Thousands of Wakandans stand according to tribe overlooking the challenge pool. The border tribe, the mining tribe, the merchant tribe, and the river tribe. Five King's Guards drummers set up near the challenge pool. Ramonda stands at the edge of the pool with Shuri. Nakia is with the river tribe. Wakabi, the leader of the Border Tribe Army with the Border Tribe, and Okoye with Oya uh, Ayo, excuse me, and the Dora Milaje. Exterior Challenge Pool Warrior Falls Day. In the water, Zuri, now Wakanda's high shaman, holding the massive spear of Bashinga, addresses the arena. I, Zuri, son of Badu, give to you Prince T'Challa, the Black Panther. The elders watch as Zuri holds up a ceremonial vessel containing a mysterious concoction. The prince will now have the strength of the Black Panther stripped away. Zuri pours the solution into T'Challa's mouth. T'Challa reacts violently, choking on red fluid. Mm. T'Challa spazzes, his veins expanding and his muscles contracting as the poison spreads through him. But soon, he stops shaking and exhales easy. Zuri turns to the audience. Damaku! Damaku. Victory in ritual combat comes by yield or death. If any tribe wishes to put forth a warrior, I now offer a path to the throne. A merchant tribe warrior calls out. The merchant tribe will not challenge today. Wakabi, the head of the border tribe, calls out. The border tribe will not challenge today. Nakia calls out, representing the river tribe. The River Tribe will not challenge today. The Mining Tribe warriors call out. The Mining Tribe will not challenge today. Is there any member of royal blood who wishes to challenge for the throne? On Shuri, as she raises her hand and a collective gasp is heard amongst the entire gathering. This corset is really uncomfortable, so could we all just wrap it up and go home? Ramunda pinches her. As the elders groan and the young Wakandans can be heard laughing. Back in the pool, T'Challa smiles and shakes his head. The sound of wooden drums and loud chanting suddenly erupts. Excuse me. Yes, interrupts. Everyone looks at the mouth of the main cave where six Jabari warriors and two Jabari drummers file out. Excuse me. Adorned in elaborate wooden armor, the warriors hold large wooden spears that look like javelins. The king's guard coil tightly as stunning the crowd. The Jabari's imposing leader, Umbaku, emerges last. On the audience, where Wakabi and Nakia unsheath their weapons, mm-hmm. and Okoye reads the door Malaje. On Shuri and Ramanda, Shuri turns to her mother. Are they Jabari? Yes. Back in the pool, Zuri confronts Umbaku. Umbaku, what are you doing here? It's challenge day. We have watched and listened from the mountains. We have watched with disgust as your technology, excuse me, technological advancements have been overseen by a child who scoffs at tradition. Umbaku points his spear at Shuri, whose eyes grow large. Ayo steps in front of her. And now you want to hand the nation over to this prince? who could not even keep his own father safe. Hmm. We will not have it. I said we will not have it. I, Umbaku, leader of the Jabari, wish to... I'm going to try an African accent because <laughs> this bitch is killing it. I'm not. Okay. Okay. Let me try it. Mm-hmm. I accept your challenge, Umbaku. Glory to Hanuman. Zuri puts the panther mask on T'Challa. Umbaku grins and places a wooden gorilla mask over his face. He clenches his fist and calls out to his Jabari soldiers to form a semicircle behind him. 
pointing their spears at his back. T'Challa lifts his hand and calls out for the Dora, who fall in place behind him, making a perfect circle of spears surrounding the fighters. Zuri raises his hand, ill at ease. Let the challenge begin! The warriors clash, both with great skill. Umbaku with superior strength. Mm -hmm. T'Challa eludes a a salvo of swings. When (laughs) then is driven back to the tip of Umbaku's spear against his shield. Mm. Knocking Umbaku's spear free, T'Challa is hammered onto his back, but instantly springs up to dodge more attacks and counter with two fierce kicks. Umbaku spits blood and bangs his chest. The rest of the Jabari warriors respond. T'Challa salutes the crowd and they respond louder. Umbaku charges at T'Challa, knuckle-walking and slip, slipping his assault. T'Challa grabs Umbaku's spear and cartwheels over it to land another kick. Woo! The two continue to battle, blocking and trading blunt strikes until Umbaku delivers a backhand that knocks T'Challa off his feet near the door of spears. With the deadly spears at his back, T'Challa blocks colossal overhead blows with his shield. Then Umbaku leans with all his strength, trying to impale T'Challa on the tips. Clubbing Umbaku to his heels, T'Challa rushes forward for an aerial attack only to be met with a vicious kick to the chest, causing him to lose both his shield and spear. Where is your god now? Defenseless, T'Challa dodges spear swipes before Umbaku curls him into a huge hug and delivers a crushing headbutt. Umbaku laughs through his mask. Ha ha ha! No powers, no claws, no special suit, just a boy not fit to lead. Exterior seating area, Warrior Falls Day. From T'Challa's POV, we see Ramonda cheering from the sidelines. Show him who you are. Exterior challenge pool warrior falls day. T'Challa finds strength in Ramonda's voice. He shakes off the headbutt, stunning Umbaku with a savage elbow to free himself. Umbaku retaliates, groaning, goring T'Challa's shoulder. I am Prince T'Challa, son of T'Chaka. On Shuri. You can do this, T'Challa! Back in the challenge pool. T'Challa wedges Umbaku's spear under his foot and pulls Umbaku to the pool, flipping his body into a series of leg chokes. Umbaku fights but can't escape. Yield! Don't make me kill you. I would rather die. T'Challa tightens his grip and Umbaku begins to fade. What would the proud Jabari do without you? T'Challa tightens further. You have fought with honor now. Yield, your people need you. Mbaku looks up at the Jabari warriors. Yield, man. Mbaku grudgingly reaches out and taps. T'Challa lets him go and is barely able to stand himself as Zuri steps forward. The crowd erupts as struggling to catch his breath. T'Challa proudly lifts his arm. I now present to you King T'Challa, the Black Panther. Zuri, my king. Drums begin to play and the people start to dance. T'Challa and Nakia stare into each other's Mm -hmm. eyes amidst the celebration as... Wakanda forever! The arena echoes the phrase emphatically. The end. What a great-ass motherfucking scene. Yes, it was great. How well written. My God. I am so glad I got to actually read what I saw. I really, like, this makes me want to work on my action scenes because it's like yeah. just enough you know what i mean you can really like tell a, a full ass story with your yes. actions and if you guys get the chance to actually print this out each line has no more than three lines in it like yeah three to like, four lines that's pretty much it like everything i remember for that scene he managed to put in his action lines mm-hmm. but it's still not a lot of action lines because exactly. like we said you're not supposed to have a whole bunch of action lines yeah. like keep it going i remember the veins popping out mm-hmm. when he um ate that fucking shit oh <laughs> whatever that shit was <laughs> and he put it in there yeah like i'm imagining like what he said is yep. what i remember the headbutt what? too yeah with the mask oh that shit i was like whoo 
my god yeah like what he wrote mm-hmm. translated what a well-written piece of work yes and who would have known like that whole phrase like what kind of for and the the how they like did the symbol was yes. like everywhere wow okay so, yeah. go ahead ryan Coogler. yes guys so definitely Don't read the script if you're trying to read some good writing you want to work on your writing i'm gonna need you to pull up this black panther script a fucking stop because yeah. look bitch shit is well written well well done and we're gonna take a quick break before we read the second scene that's right we'll be back all right so we are going to read another scene from black panther now this Mm -hmm. is my favorite scene Mm -hmm. it's the hey auntie scene that you niggas love it's classic you petty niggas you love that (laughs) shit i love it too because i'm a petty bitch (laughs) so let's get into it let's do it all right so, I can't wait to see how this is written, too, okay. based on, like, having seen it. Oh, my God. All right. Exterior, Wakandan border region, mountain plains morning. Dragging a large bag, Killmonger approaches. In the distance, we see the four-seater plane. Okay, so just a level set. This was after Killmonger killed the the dude, the white dude. Yeah. That was... Uh, he had a hand. Yeah, it was a crazy hand. So the the other dude that was the weapons stealer person. Mm-hmm. This is after they had worked together. They stole whatever they stole, mm-hmm. and then Killmonger killed him, and then he killed that bitch the that girl. was helping them. That was fucked up. But that yeah, was okay. fucked up. I, was like, yeah, I thought y'all okay. was what a little hoe. Okay. Um. So yeah. So mm-hmm. now he's heading back to Wakanda to mm-hmm. claim his uh throne. Mm-hmm. All right. So back to the mm-hmm. thing. So dragon large bag. Blah blah. In the distance, we see the four seater plane that he took to Wakanda. How he knew. Where to fly it was interesting to me. Mm. So Wakabi approaches as Killmonger drops the bag. What is this? Just a little gift. Killmonger opens his bag, revealing Klaus' corpse. Wakabi's eyes widen and his men draw their swords. Who are you? Interior Shuri's lab, Wakanda Design Group, morning. Ross suddenly opens his eyes and reaches for his gunshot wound, finding it astonishingly almost fully healed. Shuri tinkers with the sur- circuitry of a pair of massive clawed vibranium gauntlets across the room as Ross sits up. Just the level set, Ross is the uh, agent shield. Yeah. yeah, the U.S. agent who's like, yes. yeah, involved. He's also the one white guy in the scene. So that's how you guys probably know him. Mm-hmm. All right, where am I? Startled, Shuri spins. Don't scare me like that, colonizer. <laughs> Colin who? My name is Everett. Yes, I know. Everett Ross, former air Air Force pilot and now CIA. Right. Groggy, Ross gazes around at the completely unique technology. Okay. Is this Wakanda? No, it's Kansas. How long ago was Korea? Yesterday. I don't think so. Bullet wounds don't just magically heal overnight. They do here. But not by magic, by technology. Don't touch anything. My brother will return soon. Leary, Shuri watches Ross wander about out of the corner of her eye. He walks over to the observation deck and gazes in awe at the exposed, glowing rocks inside of the vibranium mine. Suddenly, an automated mining cart whips between light panels floating above a rail. These train things, that's magnetic levitation, right? Obviously. Obviously. But I've never seen it this efficient. The light panels, what are they? Sonic stabilizers. Sonic what? In its raw form, vibranium is too dangerous to be transported at that speed, so I developed a way to temporarily deactivate it. There's vibranium on those trains? There's vibranium all around us. That's how I healed you. Ross tries to process this as a 3D projection of Okoye unexpectedly forms. Where is T'Challa? His kamoyo beads have been switched off. Ross, amazed, tries to touch the sand projection. Well, we are not joined at the hip, Okoye. A man showed up at the border who claims to have killed Claw. What? Wakabi is transporting him as we speak to the palace. We need to find your brother. An outsider? No, a Wakandan. An image of my bay killmonger from the border <laughs> appears on Shuri's monitor, then... Ross slowly walks into sight, staring at the screen. He's not a Wakandan. He's one of ours. Exterior Wakandan countryside morning. T'Challa and Nakia gaze out off the side of a beautiful overlook. 
He killed his own brother and left a child behind with nothing. What kind of king, what kind of man does that? No man is perfect, not even your father. He didn't even give him a proper burial. My uncle Njubu betrayed us, but my father may have created something even worse. Hey, look at me. You can't let your father's mistakes define who you are. You get to decide what kind of king you are going to be. They share a look as T'Challa's Kimoyo beads buzz. Brother, you need to get here now. T'Challa and Nakia look at each other. Interior, Shuri's lab, Wakanda Design Group Day. T'Challa, Shuri, and Nakia listen as Ross briefs them on Killmonger. A body scan image of Killmonger is on Shuri's monitor. Eric Stevens, graduated Annapolis, age 19, MIT for grad school, joined the SEALs and went to Afghanistan where he racked up confirmed kills like it was a video game. They started calling him Killmonger. He joined a JSOC ghost unit. Now these guys are serious. They will drop off the grid so they can commit assassins and take down governments. Did he reveal anything about his identity? He has a war dog tattoo, but we have no record of him. T'Challa and Sherry share a look. Interior Tribal Council Room Day. T'Challa sits on his throne surrounded by the tribal elders, Ramonda, Shuri, Okoye, and the Dora. Is this man Wakandan or not? Tell us, what's going on? Killmonger is escorted in by Wakabi. Wakabi tensely steps next to T'Challa as Killmonger takes his place before the circle. Speak. Speak. I'm standing in your house, serving justice to a man who stole your vibranium and murdered your people. Justice your king couldn't deliver. (laughs) T'Challa walks close enough to Killmonger to be able to whisper to him. I don't care that you bought Claw. The only reason I don't kill you where you stand is because I know who you are. Now what do you want? I want the throne. The entire room scoffs at this. Some elders even hold their head backs and laugh. <laughs> My goodness. Y'all sitting up here comfortable. I'm about to do a, a California Go accent. Go off. Y'all sitting up here comfortable. Must feel good. There's about two billion people all over the world that looks like us, but their lives are a lot harder. Wakanda has the tools to liberate them all. And what tools are those? Vibranium, your weapons. Our weapons will not be used to wage war on the world. It is not our way to be judge, jury, and executioner for people who are not our own. Not your own. But didn't life start here on this continent? So ain't all people your people? I am not king of all people. I am king of Wakanda. And it is my responsibility to make sure our people are safe and that vibranium does not fall into the hands of a person like you. The elders murmur at Killmonger's disrespect. They wait to see how T'Challa will respond. Then Ramonda suddenly speaks. Son, we have entertained this charlatan for too long. Reject his request. Killmonger eyes the elders with an amused grin. Oh, I ain't requesting nothing. Ask who I am. You are Eric Stevens, an American black operative. A mercenary nicknamed Killmonger. That's who you are. (laughs) That's not my name, princess. Ask me, king. No. Ask me. Take him away. Who are you? I am Injadaka, son of Prince Mjobu. This shit, this one shit Yo. got real. <laughs> okay, like, I have to stop for a second. Yo. Everything turned up after this nigga did All this. All the way up. It was like, like what? Everyone. Oh like, my I remember gosh. Th- wow, I remember this. Everyone turned up. A hush falls over the room. Not true. The tribal elders knew Njobu. This changes everything the son of Njobu I found my daddy with panther claws panther (laughs) panther claws in his chest you ain't the son of a king you're the son of a murderer you're lying lies I'm not afraid queen mother Wakabi produces Killmonger's gold necklace and ring holding it up for everyone to see the descendant of Njobu hey auntie (laughs) <laughs> I'm exercising my blood right to challenge for the mantles of King and Black Panther. Utter silence as all eyes turn to T'Challa. T'Challa desperately wants to refuse, but knows that is impossible. Do not do this, T'Challa. 
as the son of Njobu, he is within his rights. He has no rights here. The challenge would take weeks to prepare. Weeks? I don't need weeks. The whole country ain't got to be there. I just need him and somebody to get me out of these chains. T'Challa, what do you know of this? I accept your challenge. Wakabi looks at T'Challa closely. And scene. Woo! Wow. First of all, that California accent, if that nigga had that accent, I swear to God, I would have died. Which he should have because he, <laughs> he was, was from, from Oakland. Yeah. So I don't ain't know why he ain't do that. People. I was like, yo, that <laughs> would have been great. Like, I love, first uh, of all, I love the California accent. Oh, my gosh. Um, I fucks with it. So I was very <laughs> excited to be able to do this. Mm-hmm. So well shout done. the fuck out. Yeah. Also, I went in from different continent continental accents to even Caribbean. So <laughs> <laughs> just whatever that was. Guys, we fucking tried. Okay. okay. <laughs> we it. tried very, very hard. Very hard. <laughs> and I think we did a damn good job. Okay. Yes. So, uh, yeah. All right. So that was a amazing scene oh as well. Very well written. The tension yeah. was building. It, yeah. Mm-hmm. It definitely build mm-hmm. it build like really well so and each like each dialogue even though like it was like simple gave information mm-hmm. you know what i mean it was like no i'm from wakanda this is i i have rights to the throne so right go off let's go i forgot like, t'challa knew who he was before mm-hmm. was like i know who this nigga is yep i think it's because he went under like the he went to go like visit the ancestors when they buried oh, him oh yes yes yes, yes. yeah Yes. Might have got that info. Mm-hmm. Wow, guys. So if you mm-hmm. have not, please, please, please read the script for Black Panther, guys. So uh, it's definitely a must read mm-hmm. and uh, it will only help your writing out, I think. 100%. Like, read that shit. And it's fun. Especially it's if you've fun. watched the movie a billion times. Like, yeah. you can picture each scene. And like actually, you should probably read it while you watch it. Yeah. Have just have the script in hand mm-hmm. uh disney plus open because they okay. ain't on netflix no more and uh mm-hmm. read a little bit watch a little bit and see what they cut out so yeah. that way you can uh so that way you can internally analyze like mm-hmm. what gets cut out in the final right product so that helps with your writing too so you don't add extra shit in there mm-hmm. yeah so take a gander guys yeah. what a script and it's ryan kokler mm-hmm. you did it again nigga again damn and Black Panther too. I don't know when it's coming back, but I know it's happening. It is. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will be the first to report. I mean, <laughs> no, yes. we won't. We won't. But We're gonna we'll, be there. We'll be the eighth to report uh, when we get the news mm-hmm. and the deets mm-hmm. on Black Panther two. That's right. Yes. Y'all want to send us a press pass too, so we can see the. Early oh my screen. god, bitch! Please, not bitch, but just yeah, anybody. Please do it. <laughs> please, I beg of you. For sure. All right. All right. We'll be back. Yes, we will. And we back. Black as okay. Fuck. And um, the last segment that we end um is niggas you should know. Yep. Um, since so it's Black History Month, we're gonna keep on this Black Panther theme. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're gonna highlight some people who've contributed uh to the comic books, uh, great literary writers. Um, the person nigga you should know, her name is Nettie Okorafor. She is a Nigerian American author, uh, known for her Afrofuturism and Afro. Jujuism for children and adults books. She's amazing. So her works include Who um, Who Fears Death and just so you know, it's in development at HBLU Bitches. Um, that's right. Um, a Binti uh, novella trilogy, which is also in development, I believe at Freeform. I'm gonna double check, but I, I follow her on Instagram because I love I love her series. Uh, the Book of Phoenix and Akata books. I finished. I was reading Akata the Akata. Uh, uh, book series. It's really good. Um, and Lagoon. And so I fell in love with Akata Witch because it followed the life of an albino girl who is um, Nigerian-American, was born in Nigeria, went to America, grew up for a little bit, and then her family brought her back to Nigeria. She finds out she has powers and she uses them. Dope. And it's really, really fun. It's such a fun, fun ex- adventure. Um Nettie Okorafor is the winner of Hugo Nebula, World Fantasy, Locus, and uh, Lone Star Awards. And her debut novel, uh, Zara the Windseeker, won the prestigious Wolsoinka Prize for Literary. Literature, excuse me. Her next novel, uh, Nkenga, will be in stores August 2020. So watch out. Drop soon. Okay. 
mm-hmm. um, her connection to Black Panther. Um, Nettie has also written comics for Marvel, including Black Panther, Long Live the King, and Wakanda Forever, featuring the Dora Milaje and the Shuri series, an Afrofuturistic comic series, uh, LaGuardia. So she is all up in the Afrofuturism um, world. She's a writer in sci-fi, and her shit is coming to the screen. I cannot wait. Mm. And, of course, she wrote um, the comic books for Marvel. So shout out to the Afrofuturistic writers out there who have long been in sci-fi and space and fantasy when we haven't been recognized that we, too, have stories in that realm. So shout out to Nettie Akor for follow her on Instagram. You can, you know, she's dope. She's super dope. Love it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I have another person that is connected to the Black Panther. Mm-hmm. His name is Tanahasi Coates. He is a distinguished writer in mm-hmm. residence at NYU's Arthur L. Carter Journalism Institute. Sounds mm. fancy. Mm. He is the author of the best-selling books, The Beautiful Struggle, mm. We Were Eight Years in Power, and mm. Between the World and Me, mm. which won the National Book Award in 2015. Go off. He is also the recipient of a MacArthur Fellowship. Okay. Mm. Um, mm. Okay. Lit. He is also the current author of the Marvel Comics, The Black Panther, and mm. Captain America. Come on. So my dog has a resume for motherfucking days. Long. Got accolades for motherfucking days. Mm-hmm. Um, so don't try my dog, basically. Don't. don't. Like just don't even think about it. Don't because... and if you know, if you're like, uh, oh, books too long, he also writes for the Atlantic. Yes. So he hits you up with these little bits and pieces. Yeah. So there's literally no reason to not have read anything. Mm. Um he has best-selling books out. Um I mean, let me name them again because I want you guys to get them. Come on. The beautiful struggle. Mm. That's one. Mm-hmm. We were eight years in power. That's two. And mm-hmm. between the world and me, which won a freaking prize. Come on. So, guys, no excuse. Get mm-hmm. to know Mr. Tanahasi Coates. Um, you better because he's writing the Black Panther comics. Yep. And Captain America comics. So it's going off. Bitch, All the, the genres. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> All the genres. what has this man not touched Politics, with his writing? Social commentary. Ability? Comics. I mean, what do you want? I'm shook. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah. Shout out to those two beautiful black souls yeah we are so excited to see them continue to achieve yes and uh we are happy with the way that we are uh rounding out our black history month yeah and i think this is a little side note on black history month mm. so mm. i feel like we all get excited in the beginning and then we just start to trail off yeah. at the end so we're gonna be finishing strong that's right our black history month because uh, right. it the shit is all month okay yeah so don't <laughs> Don't settle towards the end, Don't okay? sleep. Keep that shit going to the end. All the way. And then why not just let it go the whole year? How about that? Hey. Let's do that. So, uh, celebrating Black History Month all year long. 365 hoes. Right? Mm-hmm. So, there we go. Yay. Shout out to my black people. Yes. In our history. Awesome. And yep. we are out. Take care, y'all. Good See you night. next week.